0: In Seattle, Seattle, and you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to Ron and Don't Sit down.
1: Check out the nation news at Ron
0: and my dad pays me to say that. All right, you guys, welcome to episode three hundred five now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, what do you, what do you do? What what happens when one billionaire starts suing another billionaire, or they're suing someone else like NASA, for instance, because they're mad that that billionaire uh, got billions in contracts that they didn't get boys Jeff Bezos' uh, cowboy hat a little ruffle? We're going to get to that story. Also, uh, what about early risers? We talk a, lo- a lot about sleep and early risers. Do early risers have happier lives? Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I was talking to a Seattle firefighter who's a friend of mine the other day, and I said, What is happening here in the state? Because I know that, for instance, there's some teacher unions right now that are pushing back because people within the union on some of the boards of education have said, Hey, you know what? We got to keep our kids safe. And one of the ways that we're going to keep our kids safe is everybody is going to be forced. I hear the word forced, encouraged, whatever you like to say to be vaccinated. So we were having this conversation and I asked this person, I said, Hey, I have talked to some firefighters and police officers and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised sometimes when I find out that these firefighters and police officers here locally and around the country, friends of mine have not been vaccinated, right? And I've tried to be a good listener, and I've tried to be patient, uh, and I've tried not to get pissed because people have different reasons. It's it it's not it's not a straight line. It's not a linear line, as Ron likes to say. People have different different reasons for getting vaccinated or for not getting vaccinated. I think what was really interesting here, and this kind of made me mad, and I don't I don't I'm still exploring and unpacking it in my own mind why I got so mad about this. But anyway, this firefighter told me it's kind of a thing with some of the firefighters here in Seattle that they just feel like uh, there is not enough information out there yet, that the vaccine hasn't been 100% approved by the FDA. And because of that, they want to wait. They just want to see, hey, I'm young. I'm in good shape. I've probably already been exposed to, to COVID and maybe nothing happened, and this is especially with with young police officers and firefighters, and they're like, I I don't want to take that needle, and I don't want to take a jab, because I see things happening around the world. I'm seeing breakthrough cases. Uh, I'm seeing uh, people that got the COVID-19 vaccine, and we just saw seven educators that were all vaccinated in the state of Texas, and they all died, and they all passed away. So we're we're hearing lots of these stories. Does the vaccine even work? And now they're saying if you have an autoimmune issue, then maybe you should get a third shot. So I got kind of angry about this because this particular particular firefighter was telling me that there's some firefighters and police officers that are really pissed off that in order to keep their job, they're going to have to get vaccinated. And the way that I look at it, and I haven't really taken this hard of a stance, but I'm like, you know what? To be a firefighter, let's say, in the city of Seattle or the Pacific Northwest, you really have to test and beat out lots of people and lots of folks. It is not a low bar. It's a very, very high bar. And then if you get in, the things that you have to be able to do physically, the things that you have to be able to learn, things that you have to be able to do. Uh, like, for instance, I didn't know this. The, 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 the driver in my neighborhood, uh, his name is Steve, and he's a friend of mine. He's, a, he's an older firefighter on engine twenty, and he's not the one that told me uh, any of this stuff. But anyway, if, for him to drive that engine, he can't use GPS. They have some old school maps in there, but he has to know where every single address is in, in 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 his in his area in the engine twenty area. And when they call, he has to be able to jump in that engine and drive right to that house. Uh, so that that that's the kind of thing where. <laughs> You have to be on the fire department for years and years and years and years to get to the point. Because I always ask, I say, how come the drivers are always kind of older? And that's one of the reasons that they're older, right? So they're pretty damn valuable. At the same time, everybody wants to be a firefighter in the city of Seattle. You're a public servant. You are being exposed to a lot of things and exposing other people to a lot of things. And then this is what I, what I would ask them. Think about the stuff that you put in your body today. What did you what did what kind of processed food did you put in your body today? This weekend did you have a drink? Every once in a while do you have too many drinks? And then also tell me about all the vaccinations over the course of your lifetime that you have received and that's why you don't know the peril of what it's like to have polio or you don't know what it's like to have your mother die from measles. Don't know what that's like, right? So my mother does cuz she her she had a brother that died when he was 4. Uh, and if we had the same medicine that we had today, that young boy, Jack would probably still be alive and he'd be 80 years old, but, uh, but he is not with us. He died and passed away when he was four. Not, nonetheless, you could use the word forced, I guess, but I don't think you're being forced to get vaccinated because you can walk away from the fire department. You can walk away from the police department. You can walk away from that job and say, you know what? I don't want to get vaccinated. That's not being forced. But you are being told. And I am starting to get a little angry, Ron, especially with public servants that don't want to go out, whether they're a teacher, a cop, or a firefighter. And you know I love all three. Uh, and some have some particular reasons, and I get that. But I'm starting to get a little angry here. Uh, and I haven't been angry before. But i am that's beginning to happen. And then also I know th- there's not a vaccine for my little boy yet. There's not a vaccine. Uh, and... and if the rest of us could have gotten to herd immunity, it would help all our kids. And I think it's at a point of true selfishness. Again, I would just ask people, what have you put in your body over the course of your life that would compare to taking something like this vaccine?
1: Oh, I'm getting pissed as well. And, and you brought up in an earlier episode that like, maybe we should have education along personal finance. This is a profound misunderstanding of how science works. Profound misunderstanding of how large numbers work. And, um, I wish this was taught more clearly scientific literacy in school, because if, if you're halfway intelligent, you can see, let, let's just take the United States, not even worldwide. There's been about 170 million doses of the vaccine. And so if you do any sort of trial, anything in life, people die from drinking too much water. People die from uh, aspirin there's any substance that you put in your body, there is a risk of an adverse effect. And so what is a quote-unquote acceptable margin? And so it's different for different things. You brought up alcohol. There are thousands of people that die from alcohol poisoning. Thousands.
0: Hundreds of thousands.
1: And so if you think about, okay... How many, you know, let's say there's a hundred, if you said there's 160 million people in America that drank alcohol last year and out of those 160 million, this many thousand died of alcohol poisoning. You would look at the ratio and go, okay, it's unfortunate, but it kind of makes sense. It's a toxic substance. That many people died. So same thing with vaccines, people, these people that you're talking about, they want certainty. They feel like they live in a world of certainty. And, and that's kind of, I think, an illusion we get as technology improves and gets forward is you feel things are certain. Yeah. You feel like, oh, I, when I turn that light switch on, the light comes on. When I hit go on the microwave, it, it heats up my food. When I get in the car and I hit start, uh, the car starts. And so we live in this world that feels very, very certain. And so they want certainty. And what science does is it goes out of its way to say we're not certain? Yeah, we're going to give you we're ninety nine point eight percent certain, but we're not a hundred percent certain, mm. and and that makes people go, oh well, I want hundred percent certainty. You're not going to get it. Mm. You're not going to get it, and so it makes me extremely angry of when you get these people. They're like, oh. Th- th- there's 160 million people that have been are in this uh, experiment as you would say. And yeah, there've been a couple of breakthrough cases. It's so infinitesimally small amount it, it it's just it it's significant it's it's statistically insignificant. And yes, that person died and I'm saying it's insignificant. I'm just talking about the math here. If you had any understanding of how this worked, you would look at that and go it, it's a it's a beyond a no-brainer. It's beyond a no-brainer. And the reality is, most likely, that the stuff these people are looking at is generated in some troll farm in Russia from people that are wanting to dismantle American democracy, and you see it on your social media feed, you don't check the source, Uh, you read this story, and you somehow dig your heels in thinking that you're superior in some way, when really you've gone hook, line, and sinker for some piece of propaganda and like pull your head out of your butt and just look at the what's really happening. Yeah. Is is go look at the stories of people that that are in the same boat as you that then got the didn't get the vaccine, got COVID, they're on their deathbed asking doctors to do whatever they can to spare their life, and they still die. Yeah. You know, like that's the real the real truth of
0: what's going on. Yeah. And now I'll go back to my Velveeta sandwich. We'll see you on the other side of this.
1: Hey, it's Ron Don here for Les Schwab Tires. Of course, when I think of Les Schwab, I think tires and I think wheels. But you know what? Les Schwab does a lot more than just tires and wheels. They are also known for safety, and they're a world-famous pre-trip safety check. So if you're like, hey, I'm going on a road trip, my car really hasn't left the driveway uh, in a year and a half, you should take it in for the free pre-trip safety check. It's worth $60, but at Les Schwab, they charge you $0. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to check out your alignment, they're going to check out your brakes, they're going to check out your battery, and they're going to check out your shocks. They're all obviously very important safety components for your vehicle. The Pros at Les Schwab are happy to do this to you for free. They call it their free pre-trip safety check. Schedule yours right now at leschwab.com or go buy your local Les Schwab tire center. They're everywhere. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat Sat down down with Ron Ron and Don. Don. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We'd have a game plan, and there'd be a team helping us, and we Mm -hmm. went for it, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market, and we could not be happier.
0: Um, We wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support.
1: Uh, We got an offer, I think, day one, That was 25 to 50,000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're gonna wait till that offer review review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team, and that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Ron and Don have a unique ability to get mass exposure at your home, and they're also very loud and annoying. When you're ready to talk about your real estate journey with the guys, just go to ronandonsitdown.com.
0: Hey guys, as you just heard, uh, we're licensed brokers at Windermere, so if you need us, just reach out, ronandonsitdown.com.
1: Can I say I got a little fired up at the end of that last segment, so if I offended you, (laughs) I'm sorry, but not that sorry?
0: I don't know. I think people should i i shouldn't be so offended if you have some really strong opinions about something i think you're okay to have really strong opinions about something i don't know how that's offensive so just agree to agree or agree to disagree hey uh let's talk tech here real quick two tech stories one jeff bezos now Suzy, suing nasa because uh somebody else got something that he didn't get and uh elon musk is kind of rubbing it in his face, we have uh, two billionaires kind of going at it. What do you say, you, about this lawsuit?
1: Uh, I mean, I've been doing a little bit of reading on these billionaires going into space, and they're very different animals. Totally. Uh, Richard Branson is its a tourist endeavor. Like that is a thing to take well-heeled people and give them an experience.
0: It's a Disneyland for for millionaires and billionaires, right? Yeah. So it's
1: it's a thing that uh, you can say you went to space in air quotes. Um, Jeff Bezos, as far as I've read, and there I know I'll probably get some corrections or people email me because they have a local footprint here. The Bezos operation is a rocket that goes to the the lower strata of space. So, in from again, from my reading, it could do things like it could take a payload to space. It could deliver a satellite. Um, it could possibly even go to the space station.
0: It could do some of the old uh, space shuttle missions, right? So it can do but a, big, a much much bigger payload, the- more efficient. The rocket itself parks. Uh, and by the way, they say to be a real uh, astronaut, astronauts have said you need an astronaut helmet, and then you also need Tang, and you need an astronaut suit. Those guys had suits, but they weren't pressurized. They didn't have the helmet. And I didn't see anyone drinking tank, did you? And
1: then the SpaceX thing is a different animal entirely. SpaceX is trying to go into deep space. Uh they are have just built their infrastructure of that company, built the technology of that now company. Now you're talking about Elon
0: Musk. Elon right. Musk
1: and, and that I believe is the one that self lands. I don't know if the Bezos rockets self land. Maybe They're, they do. They do. Yeah. But um they, they self landed
0: it the last time. So the
1: the the SpaceX is just a different thing with different ambitions than the other two companies. They were awarded a contract, uh, and Bezos wasn't awarded it. And then he sued. Bezos sued blue origin
0: he's if if, he's he's suing nasa correct yeah
1: if there's any way to guarantee that you not only don't get this contract
0: but you never get a future contract
1: (laughs) it's to sue when you don't get awarded a contract right so i don't get the logic on this at all uh and he seems like a guy that is a very sore loser in yeah. the way that I'm reading, and again, I don't know the intricacies of of these space operations, but i I was listening to a podcast and reading some stuff on describing just the, they're in different lanes, sure, and the the Elon Musk lane is a different lane than the Blue
0: Origin Lane yeah, I mean he really does want to go to Mars at some point and and I wouldn't be surprised if if he's not on that rocket so uh, another another question that I had for you and 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 I found this kind of interesting. I uh, just got done building a uh, day do in my backyard and i need to get it hooked up with cable. And I have a number of these properties where you have a house out front you have cable in the cable in the back. And sometimes you have to get two routers and with Xfinity in order to get two routers, you have to have two addresses and to get two addresses, you have to have two tax parcel numbers. My, my homes are on the same tax parcel number. Cause I'm not, I'm not splitting the lot. I'm not trying to sell, the home I just did in the backyard, and you can't do that. There's ways there. There's ways to do that, but you have to have a different tax parcel number. So, so anyway, um, I, I are we I, doing tech
1: support right now on the
0: Ron and Don show? I call I called it Infinity, and and for customers that do a lot of business with them, because because I do a lot of business with them, and I have multiple accounts with them. Uh, and the one eight hundred number that they had for uh, their top shelf uh, clients out there was disconnected when you call it. It's just the number you've dialed has been disconnected. And I'm like, what? I've been calling this for you. So, so then I called the 1-800 number that they told me. And I, I, it'll tell you, press one, press two, press three, or press four, or press five, or say this or say that. And do you ever get to the point when you're talking to artificial intelligence and you're like, I said press three! I said I want to talk to a lot. Live- just screaming into and i'm screaming out a computer i'm screaming into the phone and then the computer a lot of times will just go over the same stuff that it just told me so anyway i just say you know what i'm going to do is i'm going to go in the local xfinity store so i went to the local xfinity store
1: by the way there's a website i believe it's called talk human yeah it'll give you the number to reach a human at any any big company oh you're kidding talk i think it's TalkHuman.com oh, or equivalent
0: thank you really does it work most of the time. Okay. So I went into the Xfinity store, and guess what they did? Called the one in They called the same number that I was calling, and he works there. And he's like, and I said three! Dial three! So he's, 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 he's screaming at his own company, and it says Xfinity on his mask when I went in there. So he said, you know what? We will we will get to you in about 10 days, uh, and we'll let you know if we can get service out there. And I explained the situation to him. He's like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, you don't, you, you have a B on the second address, but in the city of Seattle, they're not going to assign an address number to that without a, without a tax parcel number. So I, I'm explaining this to him. He's trying to explain that to artificial intelligence. He said, you know what? They'll be in touch. So finally yesterday I get a message from Xfinity and it says, before we can add service, uh, we need to speak with you. Please call this number. So I call the number. It's that same Damn, same phone tree number. It keeps asking me over and over again why I'm calling. I'm calling because you told me to call. That's why I'm calling. This went on all day yesterday. It is still going on today. It continues. There are text messages now between me and artificial intelligence. And then they gave me. They said I, I. I kept asking artificial intelligence, "Can I speak to a human? Can I speak to a human? Can I speak to a human?" They said, yeah, you can chat with a human. So then I started this chat, but I could tell the chat wasn't with a human because I started saying things that a human would get really pissed off about. I was still talking to a robot. And then I said, I want to speak. I want to speak. I want to speak. I want to speak. I want to speak to a human. And then it it told me at the end of it yesterday, if you'd like to speak to a human, and then they gave me the same damn phone number. I have nothing resolved with Xfinity other than the fact – that I'm calling them. They want to know why I'm calling. And I'm telling them, but nobody's listening. And it's driving me nuts. Artificial intelligence is driving me nuts. And I have the same situation with my Airbnbs and a lot of these chat bots. They just turn on these chat bots now instead of trying to hire humans. And it pisses me off.
1: Let's just spend the 350 bucks on an outdoor router and just put it on the outside of the house.
0: See you on the other side. Hey,
1: what's going on, Ron and Don Nation? This is Therese, a new team member on Ron and Don Team. It's tough out there for buyers right now, and that's why you need a buyer specialist like me. Let's send you a buyer's playbook, and for you sellers, we have a seller's playbook. Reach out to the team, and let's do a sit-down, and we'll get you these playbooks. Just reach out to us at RonandonSitdown.com and we'll schedule a sit-down today. Now back to the show.
0: Hey, you guys, uh... He's Ron. I'm Don. Welcome back to the final segment of the Ron and Don show today. Uh, we've talked a lot about sleep and sleep cycles on this show, and I'm really interested in sleep. Uh, my mom, who is going through some medical stuff right now, is learning that she had a CPAP machine for a long time that she really didn't even need. And I think now that she's gotten rid of the CPAP machine, uh, I think she's sleeping a lot better. Um, and for me, I sleep, sleep as I have gotten older has become a challenge. And if you read about men specifically in their fifties and why sleep becomes a challenge, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but we've also learned that some people like me, I'm not, I'm just not wired to sleep eight or nine hours a night. And I love when, when you look at all these, these sleep helps online, that's what they tell you for. Well, what you first you should do is you should sleep eight to nine hours a night. And then, and then you're like, yeah, I know but that's why I've come to this website. Cause I'm Trying to learn. Talk to a human. To learn. Let me talk to a human. <laughs> yeah, let me talk to you. And, any, anyway, I have noticed if you set an alarm at night and not in the morning, if you set alarm at night. And if I put myself to bed every night at about the same time, and I had a friend do this, and she starts at about nine o'clock, and between nine and 10 o'clock is that's when the computer goes away. That's when the phone goes away. And that's when they start reading, they drink some tea, they have this routine. And then, boom, they'll, they'll, they'll sleep like eight hours through the night. I can't do that. Still can't sleep eight, but I can, I can sleep about six when I do that for about six hours. Sometimes going to bed at 9 o'clock, though, means that I'm up at 3 in the morning ready for the day, and, and nobody else is. So I'm trying to sleep a little bit later, but setting that alarm I, have found, to be, uh, I found to be helpful. There's, a, there's an article that you and I just read, and it talks about are, are people that get up early, early risers, are, are, are they necessarily happy? I think some of the early risers that uh, I know that are in my life, I don't know if it's about being happier, but they're they're very, very productive. Most of them are alphas, and they get a lot done early in the morning, Uh, a lot more than a lot of us get done uh, before, I would say, 9 a.m. What say you?
1: I think you're happier if you. It's not just a function of getting up earlier. It's what you do when you get up. Mm -hmm. So if you just if you got up at three and just mope around and are angry, then you're not going to be happy. If you (laughs) yelling
0: at the Xfinity artificial intelligence. If you got up at
1: three and like you have some sort of routine. If you exercised and made a healthy breakfast and you meditated and read something inspirational, then yeah, you'll probably will be happy. So I think the thing that I learned from that study is one is embrace who you are. So if you are a night owl and a legit night owl, then build a routine into your life that maybe after everyone else has gone to bed and it, maybe it's one o'clock in the morning. If you did that same routine at 1am, you're probably going to have similar benefits than the guy that stays Hmm. up till 1 a.m. and is on his ninth cocktail. So like, I think it all depends on what you're doing with this time more so than how you're naturally wired. The other thing that is interesting is is it does vacillate through your life. Hmm. So the thing they found, like with high school students, let's say, they're naturally night owls. Hmm. And it's it's actually harmful to make kids get up at 5 in the morning if they have their first class at 7 a.m. You're building the school day around – the teachers and faculty that are up early versus the natural rhythm of a high school student. Like they should really go to school from 11 AM to 5 PM instead of seven in the morning to two. And so that's just, that's been proven. Like those studies have been really uh, gone over multiple times. I think it depends on what you do with the time. Yeah. So, but yes, if you get up earlier and have trained yourself to get up earlier, and then you do the right things when you get up, I believe you are happier.
0: yeah, that's good, no, yeah, I like that and and, and, and I find when I do those things, my day is completely different than if it gets away from me and and I don't don't spend that time uh, I'll
1: tell you the thing that has just messed me up when it's a hundred and five degrees in Seattle yeah my, and I'm just I'm a wreck. I can't sleep, <laughs> it's too hot, doesn't matter when I go to bed, when I get up, it's just absolutely threw a pipe bomb into my life. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, I think maybe some of those hot, hot days uh, have left us, and, and maybe we'll see some cooler days as we head into the fall. Uh, before we get out of here, we are licensed brokers at Windermere, and we have a couple of books that are out, right?
1: Yeah, I just like, like people, it's been a discouraging year for a lot of folks. And so if you've been trying to get into the game, whether selling or buying or a life event happened to you or someone you know, reach out to us and we'll help carry the load. We, we had a, a Ronaldon sit down with a, a woman the other day and I saw her visibly relax when you just told her, w- I'm going to carry a lot of this load for you. Like, you can, like, this is what I do. I will carry this load for you. And she just visibly exhaled and relaxed. It was like, how am I going to carry this load in addition to all the other load that I'm carrying with my family and with my life situations? And so, yeah, th- this is a, a tough process. We've, we've written these playbooks to just give you a primer. And you're like, this is a big process. We do it every day so it doesn't seem big to us. But when you read that and be like, holy cow, like how many steps do I got to go through here? There's a lot of steps. We're gonna help you, we're gonna carry the load, we're gonna get you from here to there. I'm just about to do that when we get off this this show right now. I'm gonna grab a quick bite to eat and then take some people through that process. They've never bought a home before. One of them is not, you know, just moved it from a foreign country. So he he has no idea how everything works. In America. And so hopefully we're going to get them into contract on their new house. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Awesome, you guys. Yeah. If you want to, uh, if you need us as friends, as realtors, just reach out uh, and you can do that at sitdown.com or you can write us directly at ron at windermere.com. You guys keep your head up, keep your shoulders back. Episode 306 will be here before you know it. You're listening to the Ronadon show. Oh, On the Ronadon radio.
1: Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! Only. Only! Only. Only! Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.